influencers, the stars of the 21st century. They educate and entertain us and their followers. From a six-year-old Diana to Mr. Beast or PewDiePie on the global stage, from Huda Katan and Khalid Al-Miri in the UAE, they have amassed a huge following that brands often want to be able to influence in a positive manner. Today, we take a look at the cost and the financial side of being an influencer. Our guest for today is Seher Mansoor, one of the top social media influencers and bloggers in the UAE. Thank uh, you. Seher, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me over. Uh, most welcome. I understand you're a qualified business lawyer uh, and you've worked in retail for 10 years. So give us a little bit more insight into your story and how you got to where you are today. Um, well, I got my higher education done in England mm -hmm. and I graduated as a business lawyer. But when I came back to Dubai and I started applying for jobs here and in, in a law firm, I was not able to get it because here to be a practicing lawyer, you need to understand read, reading and writing of Arabic, oh. which uh, um, I'm, not, I'm okay. not that good at. So then I started looking for jobs in retail because retail is something um, does not require a lot of experience and it's a platform where you can grow with time. Sure. And I was lucky enough, I got into a brand which was from England uh -huh. and having a you know base from England, I was able to get that job and I stayed in that job for ten, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then how did blogging happen? I mean, you, you started off... Was it a natural extension from retail or were you doing some of that already? It was nothing to do with my job, actually. Uh -huh. I started blogging while I was working as a full-time employee with um, my company. And it just randomly, one night, I decided to make my Instagram account public and see, you know, what people are actually doing. Because mm. I used to follow a lot of people on page on different accounts. But I did, I honestly, I did not know what influencer, what blogger is. I just sure. thought people are just, you know, randomly sharing their personal life. And I was like, I have so much to share as well. Why mm. not? I, I do that too. It was very later in the stage when I actually realized that it is actually a profession and people are actually making money out of it. Yep. And it could work as my, you know, side income apart from my you know uh, nine to five job Correct. and I actually started enjoying it with time and and when I saw the growth I was like okay I think mm -hmm. I'm good at it the, the, uh, so and you know picking up from from there there's a perception that this is very easy to uh, to get into it's a perception or maybe a misconception that you know it's easier than it looks and I did a bit of a dive into your channel yeah. uh, and uh, the first post uh, that I could find was from November 8th 2013, 13. which is about eight years to the month, if you, if you look at it. So yeah. it's not been a short journey. It's been a long journey. Um, and from that first post, which I still recollect. Uh, it was of a window. A, of a window. <laughs> um, you know, that's how you started. And uh, you've gotten here. So what has been, uh, for you, the ups and downs of the moments for, uh, you know, to that journey for, uh, from getting from that first post to where you are today? I'll tell you what exactly I was doing. In 2013, uh, my account was private hmm. until 2017 November. So for four years, I was sharing my cooking recipes, you know, my kids, what we do. And it was just, you know, among my social circle, my sure. close friends and family. Because it was a private account. But uh, like what we do right now on WhatsApp group is, you know, today I cook this and we share it on the family group. Hmm. That is what I actually I was doing on Instagram. But then in 2017 is when I realized that making an account public will give my page exposure to everyone. Okay. Uh, people of my age, people of my age. I, the main reason was me to become a mom blogger was for my children. Oh. 
living in UAE as an expat, uh, we don't have much family around. Correct. So my kids don't have uh, cousins yeah. or, or you know children of their age apart from school. After mm. school, they have no social circle. Sure. So I used to watch all these mom bloggers on their pages, and I was like, oh my god, you know this? I I did not know about this place. I did not know about this mm. place. This is such a kid friendly place. This is a nice cafe. I should take my kids here. And then I started interacting with them. That uh, how did you find out? I find about these places. I have lived in Dubai since 1989, and I don't know about these places. <laughs> and then they used to tell me, "Oh, we got an invite." Hmm. That word "invite," I was like, "What did you do to get that invite?" Yeah. And then you know, some of them were very helpful. You know, they were like, "You know, because we are on the list with a PR company, and that's how you get invitation based on your page, your profile. If it's kid, if something to do with a mom and a child, you know, you will get invi- invited hmm. to such places for reviews." And then I was like, okay, let me try this. I'll make my account public. And the only purpose was so that I go and meet these mom bloggers. Mm -hmm. Because I see their kids were the same age as my kids. And my kids needed that exposure out in the world. Apart from, you know, school and home, there was no other life. Apart from, you know, we don't have much family here. Sure. So that was the main reason to, you know... expand my social circle and my friend's social circle, my kids' social circle as well. Mm. Was it scary? Um, to be very honest, from my school days, I've been uh, very confident when it comes to speaking. Camera mm. and mic never bothered me. Yeah. So uh, the first time when I made a story making, you know, facing the camera myself, it was not scary. Initially, I thought, I mean, it's, it's very easy. I, I am just sharing exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. But gradually, when I went into it, I realized that um, people notice everything okay um it could be you know from uh, a positive point of view oh wow you do this and it could be like oh why do you do this okay you know that's when it becomes difficult because then you become very mindful of what do you want to share and how much do you want to share yeah yeah Yeah, that's when uh when you realize you know when where you have to draw that line that's when it gets difficult because then somewhere or the other no matter how much i try to be myself I'm restricting a part of me because I don't want, you know, negative criticism. Sure. So, I mean, you know, you, you've spoken on something that I think everyone who wants to get into this sort of has to make a decision yes. with regard, right? From yes. going from private, going to public and taking all that comes with it. Um, of course, in the beginning, I'm assuming that you posted a lot lesser uh, in terms of frequency. Uh, how did that grow? How much content do you do you post? And do you feel a pressure to 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 you know to have that you have to post no matter what, and you have to sort of keep uh, putting out a message? Uh, see, uh, most of the content creators, eighty um, percent of their content is their personal life, hmm. and that we have to post because that is what connects us with our audience. Correct. If audience don't feel the connection and they only see brand promotions and campaigns, then they'll be like, this is like a TV ad or a magazine. Sure. And if there's no connection, they won't come back. They won't come back frequently to your page. They yeah. might even forget about your page. Oh, she's talking about brands again. Mm. So uh, sharing your personal life, if you're ready yeah. to you know, you give it out to the world, then I think uh, anybody can blog. Okay. Um, what are the kind of posts that you see engage most? I mean, is, it, uh, is, is there a particular kind of post that you feel a lot of people tend to respond to uh, from your audience, from your um, tribe? Uh, for me, it's mostly, um, I very occasion, very frequently, I speak about social issues that's going around the world. Okay. I think when, uh, like the entire world, when they know something is going on and they want to get more information uh, from a personal point of view. Yeah. 
So uh, instead of you know going to news channels and uh, magazines and listening to different you know YouTube videos and all these fake news on you know you get your on your WhatsApp group, sure. people try and uh, they want to listen to someone uh, they connect with, they relate to, and right. they think the person has you know a valid point of view on some aspect. That's when that's that's the kind of content that works for me because I know my audience; they trust my word, and um, they actually wait for my feedback on several issues like sure. Black Lives Matters. You know, what's your say on this? Uh, something happened in you know in my country. Uh, you know, they are like you know, Sarah, what 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 do you want to say about this? We want to hear your comments on mm -hmm. this. So I think uh, social issues is what they relate to, and a lot of content based around a woman. Okay. Me as a woman, my role as a mother, my role as a woman, my role as an independent individual. I think that's what people want to hear. You know, to get motivated, to get sure. you know, some people some people just need a word of a uh, few words just to you know to go out and do something that they've been holding back. Mm. You know, they want that confidence, they want that push. And I believe so, and I know so, that I am able to do that through my platform. Awesome. That is, that is great. And um, so, uh, now getting into a little more of the financial side, right? Because mm -hmm. we do tend to look at things from that, that, that aspect. Uh, what are the means or the ways that you are able to sort of engage and monetize uh, what you do? I mean, I'm assuming that there are brands that would approach, approach you. Uh, can you give us a little more insight into how that happens? What is the sort of system that, uh, that you know, how does one get a brand to approach them? Okay. So I've worked as a social media influencer in Dubai and in Pakistan. And what I see is the market is pretty much similar. Mm -hmm. uh, there are agencies. Agencies have, you know, brands listed with them. So a brand will give like a brief to an agency. This is the kind of content I want. This is the kind of product I want to promote. So yep. suggest me names of influencers that you are that are listed with you. Correct. So if I'm listed with the agency, they would suggest my name if it's a product related to a mom or a lifestyle or a fashion because th these are the things that I sure. do and uh, agencies are familiar with my content. Yeah. They will suggest my name to them. Uh, the brand, if the brand agrees, then they will come back to me and ask me how much would I charge for A, B, and Z. It could be anything. Sometimes they only want stories. Sometimes they only want posts. Sometimes they want now because reels are trending. Mm -hmm. um, although reels look like you know it's a thirty-second video, but yeah. trust me, it takes the whole day. So it's I will a lot not of work. shy. It, yeah, it's a lot of work because okay. it, the transitions need to be very smooth. Mm. You have to be on the beat. So there's a lot of back work that goes. You know, and sure. just posting a picture, trust me, is much easier. Mm. You get ready, you pose, and it's done. But video, video content and real content are actually difficult. Okay. So according to uh, the requirement of the brand, I will give my quote. Yep. If they agree, then I get the campaign. Uh, many right. times I don't get the campaign because sometimes I, maybe I overcharge. Sure. But then I know the work it takes. And this is what today we are going to discuss. Yeah. Why do influencers, should? why should influencers, you know, be paid? Because a lot of agencies, a lot of companies, they want to do barter deals. Yeah which I am totally against of okay. because uh, we will talk about that as well because Absolutely. content creation is a skill. Absolutely. And giving away that skill for free of cost is not fair for an influencer. Oh, I can agree. I mean, uh, from, a, from a perspective of intellectual property and the, the kind of things that you're doing, there should be a fair, fair exchange. And yeah. uh, of course, uh, so I mean, I've got a question for you on the barter side of things because it does uh, fit in very well with what we're looking at, right? I'm, and, and we'll come to that, but... Um, one of the things that, and I think taking from, from that point, uh, what do you see brands getting wrong a lot of the time? So if you, if you had to give a message out to you know, the companies and brands that, that were approaching you that like, I wish they'd done this differently. Uh, or thank <laughs> God you asked me <laughs> I wanted a platform where I could talk about this. Hmm. I actually feel 
And I want to actually suggest the brands. I know I'm no one to, but from my experience, I would really love to suggest them that instead of hiring 100 influencers, mm -hmm. get 10. Yeah. But, you know, get 10 of that kind who can, you know, give you a value return. Yeah. Um, I think it's more about quality mm -hmm. than the quantity. I know the quantity aspect is also important for brands because, you know, um, every other page that you go, you see the same thing. Then you get curious to know, oh, everybody's talking about it. Let me know. Sure. But I think uh, treating everybody the same way, like you send one same gift to everyone mm. and expect uh, a lot of exposure, that's not fair. I think that somewhere they have to draw a line. Uh, these are the influencers who are good at creating content. And these are the ones we want to, you know, we should actually work uh, on a... Uh, you know, on a payment. On a collaboration. Um, yeah, okay. and of course, new influencers, uh, me as a beginner also did barter deals, but that sure. was just to get into the market, to get exposure, to show people that, yeah. you know, I am capable of these things. But now that I have learned it, and I know my skills are off value, if I tell my followers, this is the product that I've been using for these many days, and, I, you know, I have seen results, and it has to be genuine also. Of I mean, course. it's not advertising. So I know my followers will definitely run back to that page. And yeah. I have got that feedback from brands that, you know, the, uh, the the collaboration with you worked so well. We did this much, we did that much. So um, I don't want to lose that trust yeah. with my followers. And for that, I always only take deals which I think my followers will connect sure. with. And of course, it has to, you know, um, pay me well as well. Correct. Um, sure. Um, was there a turning point uh, where you felt that there was a shift that happened? So, I mean, from, from, the, from the point that you started out, let's say with your account going public, uh, was there a point that you could sort of look back and identify that, okay, you know, things started changing after this? I either started building more influence, more brands started being interested. If you could share what that yes, was. Yes, uh, when I started back in 2017, I myself, I myself did not know about, you know, the social media uh, as a whole, okay, mm. you know, brands can promote, brands are actually promoting their products through influencers, through normal people. I did not know that. Um, and now a lot of people who came after me, obviously they see a lot of people before them. Yeah. The thing is now, almost everybody is an influencer. Mm. Every other account on social media is public and everybody is trying to get brands. There yeah. are many brands and that is exactly what brands want. Actually, they want a lot of people and that is sure. what I'm saying where they're going wrong. They're they're focusing on the quantity and not the quality. Correct. Correct. So yes, a lot of brands um, have started using social media as their mm. mode of uh, you know advertisement. Um, and ever since this reels and videos and th these mm. things, transitions have started coming out. So brands have, are now you know more focused on create something that is you know more engaging, more eye more catchy, and should be you know wa watched on repeat. So this is what brands actually request us to create. Sure. So okay. uh, now. And before, now we have a lot of pressure because there's a lot of competition. Mm. There are so many talented people out there. You'll be amazed if you dive more into the Instagram <laughs> and see there are so many talented people who, like, with anything, their skills, be it makeup, be it cooking, be it just talking, yeah. like, it's very difficult to compete now. I mm. mean, uh, to make your mark out there, it's very difficult now. Yeah, so, and, you know, Today, if you look at it, many, many, like you mentioned, many people are looking at making this as a career. Yeah. So they're looking at this as a po as a possible career option for them, either full time or part time. You know, as a as a, a, a stream of uh, income that they that, that they can generate. Yeah. 
Um, and like you mentioned, it is a crowded space at this point, or it seems to be a crowded space. So do you think that that's, this is something that is good to pursue as a sort of career option from a financial perspective? How, how do you see that planning out? See, when I started blogging, I had a fixed job, nine to five. Yeah. That was taking care of my expenses. Hmm. Living in a country where um, expense... Yeah, the cost of living is yeah, it's very high. Like yeah. be it education, be it your rentals, Correct. petrol. Absolutely. So um, I will not lie. Initially, um, all my bills were paid through my salary. Sure. And this was just like a side income. Oh, I did this campaign. I got this much amount. Oh, kids, let's go have you know, yeah. uh, let's have a treat. <laughs> it was just like a pocket money or like a treat for me initially. Correct. And uh, like a lot of a lot of people think that uh, becoming an influencer means you know you're floating in money mm. and you know you're paid checks after checks. It's instant money. That's sure, but. Yeah. It goes instantly as well because mm. it's a small amount, mm. and it's a constant work. Yep. It's not like you work thirty days a week, thirty days a month, and then you get a paycheck in the end. It's you get paid for campaigns, and each campaign can take like a week mm -hmm. to produce content, and then thirty days to get paid. So it's not fixed. Correct. It's not constant. Yep. So some every few months I'll have like, you know, I'm sorted. And other months I'm like, I need work. <laughs> so um, a person at my stage where I am right now, I would still suggest uh, we need a side job. Sure. We need a side job or, you know, a partner who's working full time. Because, uh, yes, social media say you cannot um, pay the big expenses like yes. your rentals and educations and stuff. So it's not reached the stage where you could take it off uh, at as a full-time full career, uh, not career. yet. And for somebody who's looking to get into it, they should look at, I mean, what is the sort of uh, uh, time, effort, energy that they need to allocate to something like this? So from, a, from an understanding perspective, because, I mean, again, uh, from the outside, it seems, you know, what making a video so so so, so easy, easy yeah. or, you know, getting that picture is so easy. But if you really get into it, uh, what is the commitment that is required uh, from someone who's getting into it uh, you know, starting off. Well, first thing is you need to, you need to have a mindset mm -hmm. where you are ready to compromise a lot of family time. Time at times, um, your emotional health, yep. your mental health, and uh, um, yeah, these are the things that you need to consider. If you're ready to uh, allow these to fluctuate up and down, then uh, go for it. But yep. yes, financial aspect is very important. You need. A back support. You need a backup plan Correct. to start with. Hmm. I mean, uh, once you progress, once it becomes a full-time career, and you're able to make an income which is fixed and which is, you know, enough for you sure. to, you know, uh, do your monthly budgeting and all, then it's fine as a full-time job. But initially, to begin with, you definitely need a side job or, you know, a husband who's working or you yourself working, working and you're doing it as a side yeah. job. So from. Time I'm perspective. Sorry, sorry uh, from a, I just wanted to sort of get uh, the so from a time commitment perspective. Let's say you know there's someone who wants to get into it. He was working a, a, a job already. What would you say is the amount of time that someone would need to spend uh, to sort of start developing and growing something like this? You need a lot of time actually. Uh, but from my point of view, when I was working with my company, there were there used to be times when you know because uh, see social media influencing is all about you being out there. Yeah. Okay, you have to be at events, you have to be at social gatherings because that's how, you know, you build network. And with a job, it was very difficult for me because obviously 9 to 5 I'm working and all sure. the events and all the, uh, you know, all these um, special events used to happen during the daytime. Mm. And I used to miss out on a lot. 
So time wise, um, weekends, I was never free. I always had, you know, a booking like photo shoot booking uh, or I have to, you know, okay. do a, a collaboration for an outfit and stuff. So time commitment is um, you need to give your 100 mm. percent. And initially uh, you have to give a lot of time from your daily routine. And uh, I th that's what a lot of women especially find it difficult because with family, with okay. kids, it's difficult. And that is why I chose to be a mom blogger, because a lot of content that I share is what I do. Is yeah, is yeah. Fun. So I'm not going out of the way to create the content, but hats off to all those people who actually, you know, are living a different life at home, yeah. but a total different life outside, which is work. So their right. their commitment is commendable because it requires traveling, it requires a lot of outfit change, makeup, and you know, camera. Yeah. They're always behind the cameras, so uh, it's actually very exhausting mentally as well. Mm. Um. The the money is good, uh, or rather, it it be, it becomes good. I think after a certain point of time. What part of that do you see going? I mean, so two questions. One, do you feel that the compensation that is that you are able to make is uh, in proportion to the time, energy, energy, and effort that you sort of spend? So, do you think it's it's fair in terms of that that kind of side? And uh, how much of that do you need to sort of put back into your channel, into your business, into sort of growing this? Actually, um, we don't realize, but uh, to create a content, we actually invest a lot of money as mm -hmm. well. Uh, people don't realize that. And that is what we keep in mind when we are quoting a brand. Okay, yep. um, our time costs money. Uh, for example, if I have to go to an event yep. and, you know, uh, do a coverage, so that's when uh, they, they will not realize from my house to that A point A to point B, uh, the cost of petrol is involved. Correct. Uh, in Dubai, the parking is not free. So the yeah. cost of parking is involved. And uh, if you want coverage, if you want me to go live, I'm going to use my data. Yeah. That is also at a cost. Yeah. And if it's a very hi-fi event and I need a proper outfit, I might go and shop. I might go and get my hair done, you know, yep. to look presentable. So these are things that brands actually don't uh, consider when they are giving you, you sure. know, okay, this is how much we're going to pay. But, oh, hello, what about my petrol? Yeah, I have to cover my cost. Uh, and then I have to give you an amount that, you know, I get as, a, as an incentive. Hmm. You often get remunerated in kind, the barter system. Uh, so how does that work into your finances? So now when you're looking at your finances, of course, uh, there is a... For you, maybe there is a, there is a particular number that you need to hit, or there's a certain amount that you feel takes care of the uh, you know yeah. the bills, and for the the time, effort, energy that you sort of uh, commit to it. Uh, when you get something in kind, how do you sort of uh, use that? Uh, I mean, at, in the start, I don't know if you still do it uh, anymore, but in the start, at least, how would you sort of think about that? See, that's what I'm saying. In the starting, I had a full-time job, hmm. so I did not mind getting gifts. Sure. Yes, send me rice. Yes, send me shoes. Fine. Yeah. It's okay for me to promote as long as I'm getting free gifts. Correct. But when ever since I've started doing this as a full-time job, I realized that yeah, a bag of rice or you know a pair of new shoes is not helping me pay my bill. Yep. And I don't need extra luggage in my closet anymore. <laughs> okay. I, I need that in my bank account <laughs> because I have bills to pay. Of I have course. responsibilities to fulfill. Uh, so initially doing a barter deal is, like I said, if you have a side income, then, then go for it. Mm. But if not, then uh, don't waste your time and energy on something which is materialistic. Correct. Mm. Okay. Um, what does the future hold? Where, where, you know, where would do you see your channel going? What is the kind of longevity that we can 
think about uh, you know uh, from from this as a career so if if you're looking at it you know trends change people change uh, followers change do you see so how do you see the future where do you see yourself going next and how long do you see yourself continuing i think um, being an influencer it's a very uh, unpredictable hmm. kind of a career you can go up yep. like in seconds uh, and a small mistake a small error or a, you know a rumor or anything you can come down absolutely so um i personally don't think this is or this can be a full time career mm-hmm. or should be considered as one definitely have savings definitely have a side business i started my own side business along with my influencing yep. um and i think uh, that is what i want to invest my um, my payments into because i want to grow my business that's going to give me return Correct. constantly this is not constant so that would be msdn uh, yes. do tell us something about it yes msdn it's a modest clothing brand uh-huh. and again that brand was created keeping in mind my audience it was done specifically for my audience because i knew i will be only promoting it through my instagram and i know a lot of moms a lot of uh, muslim women follow me across the world who yep. find it difficult to find modest clothing uh, you know outside uae sure and uh, that is why i created this brand i started this small baby it's still growing slowly slowly sure. but uh, i think that was the best decision i made because uh, like i said on days when i don't have campaigns i have msd and and that's correct. mine correct no absolutely and so uh, from from what i'm what i'm hearing i would assume that this works as a great uh, source to be able to give you that kind of income that you or the the um, the money that you need maybe to sort of start up and yeah. uh, try something and different. again it depends on person to person sure. if you are smart hmm. you will you know utilize that money for something productive yeah um but a lot of people don't do that i mean hmm. um, i think savings in the last few years people have started uh, realizing the importance of savings and you know starting Correct. having a side business initially it was you know all about spending expenses oh I, i should have this bag i need this shoe she has it i want it yeah. and actually shows social media plays a big role in this yeah. uh, creating competition and comparison oh, yeah. that's where people start spending money yeah. so yeah. i think um it's a great source of income yes if you're enjoying it like i love to enjoy yeah. i i love enjoy i enjoy to make content i love Correct. creating videos i like to be creative i love to act and i think i'm getting this platform to you know uh, show what all i've got sure. so uh, it's how you utilize the platform yeah i am giving out my skills i am you know uh, experimenting new things and i'm getting paid in return but then that doesn't mean uh, it's easy money and it should go easily Absolutely. no i that's what i said that's why i started msdn a uh, few months into my blogging i was like okay my husband is taking care of majority of the expenses in the house and i need to do something for myself Correct. being uh, i've always been independent mm. financially i was working 10 uh, uh, for 10 years yeah. and last year is when we covid and stuff i lost my job still i wanted to be independent i went to pakistan i stayed there for 6 months and uh, uh, i i won't shy away from saying that i did not ask my husband for a single penny in these 6 months because my social media platform was already strong there Correct. and i utilized it there yep. yeah so it's how you utilize it i mean getting money and spending it is not the motive yep. i want to save it i have kids i have their educations their weddings Correct. and maybe grandchildren i don't know it never ends yeah yeah so if you have this plat this platform and you're able to make an income out of it no one thing it is not forever yep 
unless you are very 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 lucky or some someone very influential a sure. uh, person like me like individuals like many of me many of us um it cannot be a permanent thing one day it is going to stop one you're going to get old one day you're going to yeah. get tired of reading <laughs> content one day sure so yeah your kids are going to grow you know and, and who knows once my son son might say you know you need to stop recording videos <laughs> <laughs> you never know you know circumstances change yeah of course i mean and it could go the other way as well and you could become extremely famous Yeah. Um so how do you plan for your finances? I mean, you know, with one there's a bit of an uncertainty in terms of uh, the income. So it could be up one month or down yeah. the other month. Um do you seek financial advice? Do you do it yourself? Uh you know, how do you go about it given the circumstances that there's so much of um um I um I like you know, I'm a very middle class person and we we function on budgets. Yep. So uh we know monthly where our you know money is going to go and to where the money is going to go first we have to produce that money. Yeah. So um uh, whenever I'm getting my collaborations I initially do not touch it. I actually treat my payments as a monthly salary mm-hmm. and end of the month is when I calculate how much I've done, how much I've made and then I allocate it to the different responsibilities that I have to fulfill. Sure. At times I'm short. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm blessed to have a husband who's working full time. but a lot of people don't have that sure. that is why i say keep fin- planning your finances with influencing influential market is very important because one month you might be loaded and the other month Correct. you may not be yeah. so you have to be very smart and you know um even after allocating your budgets don't think that the amount remaining is you know for you to party exactly. save it for next month because you don't know like i said you know in in your in your job you know next month i'm going to work i'm going to c- get it Correct. but in in this market you don't know next month how much you're going to get yeah. maybe you'll just get one campaign then what are you going to do exactly and so it's more very it's unpredictable absolutely so it's even more important to be able to sort of keep that money aside when you do have something uh, that's right what make, like sorry. give it to your um like you know the mandatory expenses of course Correct. your groceries your bills have to be paid but uh, yes you know things like you know eating out unnecessary sure. shopping that can be you know you can hold it until maybe next month correct when you've created a buffer yeah. for yourself and you've created some kind of pot for yeah uh, and again i w- i would also suggest that once you get a payment because in in instagram the uh, the payments are you know mostly instant you create you post the next day you get paid hmm. don't touch it yeah uh, so sir uh, i have a question for you in terms of the the becoming in a social media influencer i mean are there legal aspects to it that you need to look at are there you know Uh, or is it anybody who can sort of go in and get in and you know start earning and taking there used to be a time where it was not required but mm-hmm. i think since the government realized that you know this is you know the new market where people are actually sure. making money um and in dubai to do anything you need a license sure. to do anything you need a license even if it's you know setting up a stall yep. with samosas and stuff you yeah. need a license True. a trade license and uh, that's when they introduced i think it was back in 2018 uh-huh. when they introduced um social media influencer license Okay. And that is mandatory now because a lot of brands if you're looking to collaborate with brands they will ask you are you licensed? Okay. If you're not licensed you lose the opportunity. Mm. Uh that is because uh, even for the brands also they need to uh, put in records the amount they paid and who did they pay the amount to? The person has to be registered, the person has to be licensed. Correct. Otherwise uh, it's not you know their accounts sure. are also messed up. But as a social media influencer um 
you need a license yeah. because it, it makes you uh, legal yeah. to work with any brand. You're open, uh, you know, you're, you're out there. And uh, secondly, uh, I think it gives you a security hmm. where uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, your payments are being delayed or, uh, um, you know, something, if anything, so, God yeah. forbid, God, goes wrong with the brands or your payments up and down. So you can always go and say, you know, we collaborated. This is a contract. And there's one sure. more thing that's very important when influencers are looking for collaborations and they're collaborating collaborating with the brands make sure that you sign a contract oh, yeah. make sure that you sign a contract because uh, verbal and mm. emails are uh, not legal mm. a contract where both parties sign is legal and you can only sign a contract if you have the license so um, how does one go about getting the license? Is there a body that governs? Uh, um, governs NMC does that. Uh -huh. um, initially, it was... Um, so, um, NMC for our audience is the National Media Council? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Okay. <laughs> they do that. You can go there and you don't have to show anything. Just go with your you know, uh, IDs uh -huh. and tell them that you are a social media influencer and immediately they will print out a license for you. You have to pay the fees. Now the fees has reduced. It's around 1,500 dirhams. But when it came out, uh -huh. it was 30,000 dirhams. Oh, wow. Yeah, but there were, you know, uh, there were different packages on that as well. Okay. That if five influencers join and take one license, they can share that license. So, you know, you divide the cost. Sure. Or, or there were other ways of uh, getting registered with agencies. Uh -huh. So many agencies were eligible to give license to influencers. And it benefited them in a way that uh, the influencer is restricted to work with them until the contract lasts. In return, sure. they're giving you the license free of cost. Okay. So you are bound with an agency, but at least you're legal to work. Correct. Um, yeah, so there are so many agencies who will be happy to accommodate this request of yours. Or if not that, then you can directly go to DED and get it done. Yeah, but so today, the, is is that an easy process or, uh, I mean, so th the amount certainly seems, uh, you know, a lot more reasonable compared to when it started out. And that gives you the independence, I'm assuming, yes. that you don't, you don't. If you, you have, have your own license, you are free to work with anyone, any brand. Okay. Uh, but if you are registered with an agency, then you have to get approvals from the agency. If you're getting a collaboration from a brand outside uh, their list of brands. Sure. So, for example, if I have, I'm listed with an agency and the brand that approached me is not working with my agency. So I have to get my uh, approvals from the agency that, you know, I have this uh, collaboration request. I will be doing a content for them. I need your, uh, you know, approvals because mm. I'm licensed under Correct. them. It's like sponsorship here, of you course. know, for anything, you need signature of your sponsor, sponsor. here. Yep. So it's the same thing. But it's a very smooth process. Okay. Does, uh, does uh, working through an agency have its advantages? Uh, it does. Mm -hmm. It does because agencies already have a lot of brands with them. Correct. And uh, if they have, you know, well-settled app and stuff, then um, as soon as a new campaign comes, you can actually, you know, either bid or you can apply. Yeah. And since they have all your records, so there's no constant communication. How much do you want to charge? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, how many can, can, can we see your insight? Insight is something, you know, agencies and brands actually are interested in seeing how many followers you have, what's Correct. your engagement. But with the agency, they have, that, uh, they have access, access to my insights all the time. So uh, that, uh, that uh, it's a very frustrating communication between, you know, <laughs> if I'm dealing with another brand outside, you know, take screenshot and send yeah. and then explain them, you know, how my followers are divided in the country mm. and stuff. With the agency, it's actually very smooth. They have brands and agencies have good brands. Okay. And uh, they pay you in dollars. Uh -huh. So, and they pay you on time. So, so. It, it, it becomes very reliable. So it's better to sort of go with an agency rather than, you know, uh, by yourself uh, in a sense that at least if you're starting off, I would assume. To, to begin with, yes. Yeah. But then again, if you have your own license from DED, 
then you can go to the agency and say i want to be on your list of influencers but mm-hmm. i don't need a license from you i have my own license okay. and you'll be welcome sure and th- that then is a non exclusive sort of way to yeah to and then you're free to work then really then you don't have to take the approvals if you get a campaign from another brand because Got you're it. not they're sure. not your sponsors sure and yeah uh, other than the licensing i mean are there other costs so for example visas or other costs that no, would no, be no. there you have to have you you so have I mean to be a resident anyways um correct. To be living in UAE, yeah. so your visa is already somewhere taken care of by your husband or your work or your if you're self-employed. Sure. So, but yeah, you have to be a legal resident of the country, and uh, yeah, it's a very small fees. And I, uh, if uh, now I have to renew my license, trust me, I will go ahead with DED and get my license for myself mm. because again, um, you know, I'm already on their list with the agency, sure. and I don't have a problem um, with them. giving me approvals you know it, it that that will be like cut off later because yeah. i don't need their approvals for every small campaign sure. even if it's a barter deal i need to inform them hmm. so uh, now i'm finding it a bit difficult because alhamdulillah i've reached a point where uh, you know i get a lot of work but Correct. then you know that uh, constant yeah. correspondence takes a lot of time so right. when i renew I'll, i'll go to ded and get it done do you think that you uh, so i know today it's yourself uh, do you feel that if you had a team working with you Uh, that you'd be able to do a lot more or do you plan to get a team uh, working with you so that you can grow the channel or what are your thoughts on that i'm currently in my stage uh i don't earn that much that i can hire people and pay their salaries yeah uh but yes people who are at that stage i i appreciate the fact that they have teams because it makes so much of an impact on their content creation their Correct. video quality the concepts i think um you know it's better to have two minds than of you course, know one yeah. alone and me when i create a content like i'm acting as a wife i'm acting as a husband i'm acting as a child yeah. but when you have a team uh you know the people are taking care of a lot of things like at times um, i'll not lie i've shot a whole video uh-huh. with you know with my tripod and everything did everything when i came back in front of the camera to check my head was cut oh okay and i was like <laughs> i've also had instances where i did transitions uh-huh. change clothes wear clothes change clothes wear clothes and realized i did not press the record button oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> a team is very important. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot of pressure, you know, off your oh, hair. Yeah. You don't have to worry about lights, camera and sure. stuff and you just focus on, you know, what you're creating. Hmm. But eventually if I grow inshallah, then I would definitely hire a cameraman. Okay. To go with me on events because right now it's my child who comes with me mm-hmm. and I like, you know, you have to go from down to up and no, it'll come up to down. <laughs> it's very I mean, I, it's a lot of pressure on my kids as well. And uh, not just my kids. I have seen a lot of bloggers uh who take help from their family, kids yep. and husbands at this stage who are like we are all on the same stage right now. Sure. And it's a lot of pressure on the husband especially because uh-huh. <laughs> if the picture is not right, <laughs> they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes a team is i i would really lo- i would love to work with a team inshallah when i grow my page when i am able to pay Correct. them uh, so yeah, that's probably the next step in the evolution for you uh, you know to definitely. be able to get yeah, something definitely yeah i think every influencer uh, that's the next stage yeah um, what advice would you give your younger self uh, you know there are there are a couple of things uh, behind that question one uh, coming from an asian background uh, and being a woman um there are many things that we don't necessarily t- or rather we take for granted at, at times right um uh, exposure to whether it is financial instruments exposure to the financial concepts and thoughts um can be tricky at at best uh, f- in the backgrounds that we come from but if you are to look at where you are today and go back and advise your younger self that you know 
this is what you should have done or this is the, this is what i think i should have advised my younger self i think i would have advised myself i wish i saved all the pocket money my dad used to give me uh uh-huh. trust me i in those days now when i tell my kids about it you know we used to get 200 dirhams a month and we yeah. used to spend it for like 6 <laughs> months and they laugh they're like but we want 200 for a week oh yeah and uh, right now kids don't know the value of money mm. but me uh, because now i work hard and yeah. i know how difficult it is to earn even that 100 dirham i really wish that easy money that was coming without me doing anything i saved it Mm. maybe i saved it for my kids or maybe for myself but it would have been so much by now <laughs> but yeah you know your our pocket monies or uh, the money that we make out of uh, our little hobbies mm. we used to have you know some small markets in our school where we used to make things and sell it you know that was easy money that was fun money but yep. uh, we never valued it we were like oh we can have money let's go buy candies yeah. but now like i i tell my child as well like you know, when baba is giving you pocket money save it yeah and they're like safe for what yeah exactly you will know <laughs> you will know it <laughs> yeah and uh, one more your message to aspiring influencers um <clears throat> sorry i think um first of all everybody is an influencer mm. okay you don't need a social platform to become sure. an influencer we all have some sort of an impact on you know a person next to us i might have left an impact on you you are leaving an impact on me mm. you know some we don't realize but we are actually impacting people's life sure. by our words our actions maybe our confidence maybe our smile so everybody is an influencer yeah. but to become a social media influencer the first thing that you have to do and you must do is stay real mm. stay true to your audience stay true to your con- to, to your content give your best yeah. because that's what the brands want and that is what will take you forward uh plagiarism and copying concept is not acceptable mm. when people put in a lot of a lot of effort before they create a content and if somebody just you know copies it is just without giving any credit that's yeah. not right and i think um before you become a social influencer do look into work ethics mm-hmm. how you should work as an influencer how you should work as a community mm-hmm. um I know there's a lot of competition but trust me if we all work as a community together we can make such a big of a difference. Like recently I started um talking about you know we should stop doing barter deals we should yeah. stop doing barter deals and I I openly talk about that on my platform. Correct. And a lot of blogger my blogger friends came up to me and they said that is so true. I don't know why we've been doing this and we should stop this and if we all join together and say no to the brand they will be forced to at least pay 3 of us if Correct. not 10 of us Correct. so you know as a community we can make a big impact and as an individual in the competition is just going to frustrate you drain your energy make you emotionally weak so don't let, let that you know competition get over mm. the fact that community can make a big difference that's my only message that's a fantastic message i think uh, every one of us benefits from uh, coming together and being able to yes. have a voice to represent the the profession Uh it's been a pleasure talking to you sir how can our audience uh, reach you where can they find you give us your uh, social handles so that they can reach out to you I am always available on seher.i.mansoor it's yeah. s a h e r .i.m a n s o o r um that's my page i share real life content i share my journey as a mom as an individual um i share my struggles i share my failure uh you might find me crying one day you might find me dancing one day so it's all ups and downs that we as women you know experience in our life day to day life and that is what i share so if you find if you're looking for something like that then i think i'm your person to follow awesome <laughs> 
and uh, to our audience please do go check out Sarah's channel and follow her uh, and engage with her content uh, thank, thank you. you so much thank you so much pleasure